You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 179 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again by Matt. Hello. Andy. Hello. And returning, it's Jay. Hello. How was your How was your week off, Jay? Week off, week off. I missed it. I missed it. Uh, I'm glad to be back. We missed you. We we we, we did miss you. Um, this week we are going to be talking about Kill Team Nackmund. Is that right, Matt? That is right. So the latest expansion to Kill Team with some amazing new models in it. Yeah. So uh, I think both uh, Matt and Jay can talk about that because they both. Uh, have been painting the models from that set. Um, we're not quite halfway through the year yet, but we are getting there slowly. Um, so for this week's top three, we're going to be talking about things we'd like to see towards the later end of the year. So uh, I had a look, a quick look on the, the community top three picks. Uh, there's some very out there responses and there's some very, you know, probably actually quite accurate. Um, and ironically, uh, there's something in the news as well that that could, you know, potentially see some of those come true uh, next week but i'm sure matt will cover that as we go through all of the news so before we get stuck into all of that uh, let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week so where should we begin andy let's start with you what have you been up to <laughs> uh so this week i've just been trying to get my hobby motivation back by picking on sort of little projects stuff that i've been meaning to do for a while um so i painted up um five chaos warriors um, from a Slave to Darkness army, which is kind of a very long, ongoing thing. Um, I bought some Chaos Warriors a couple of, uh, probably like a year or two ago, um, to build and paint up back when they came in units of five. Because um, oh, yeah. I wanted to add them to like my Corn Army, my Zinch, my Nurgle, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then obviously, third edition came out and they're no longer battle line, they have to be coalition units as well. Um, so I had 15 built and painted, um, but obviously now you have to take them in units of 10. So I bought another box well, six, seven months ago, um, and I finally sort of got the urge to build and paint the other five with 200 weapons. So now I've got 20 built. Nice. Um, which, yeah, which which is good, considering like that that now gives me 400 points worth of Slaves to Darkness in addition well, to... Well, you're going to say 400 Chaos Warriors then. <laughs> 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 not not quite i mean but nice to batch paint but for <laughs> um and then the other thing i've been working on is some pink horrors um kind of the same sort of situation um i built and painted five um a, back in 2020 i think it was um for my disciples of zinch army because they changed the gaunt summoner he could summon um it used to be 10 pink horrors and then they changed it to five so I built and painted five pink horrors thinking, oh, that's all the pink horrors I needed for my list. Um, and now I need to paint up another five so I can use them um, as just a generic battle line unit. Um, so I've got them built and I've got all the base coats done. Um, I just need to go over and do all the washes and the highlights and stuff on them. Um, and then that will be uh, 250 points. For my Zinch army, which again, I mean, the Chaos Warriors as well are, are kind of working towards one of my hobby resolutions as well. Um, so, yeah, I've just been 
just been building and painting them and then um, played a couple of games of 40k today, incursion games. Uh, won both of them, you know, just saying. Ooh. Custodians are pretty good, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of uh, pl- playing with them today, I, I think it's time for me to sort of branch out in 40k and start an actual proper 40k army, if that kind of makes sense. But, oh, so you're going to get some Eldar then? Well, I mean, I've been pouring over the Eldar Codex today, but yeah, I'm not committing to anything yet. Uh, mm, but yeah, that, there is no other... Pro- the only other proper 40k army, possibly, is Harlequins. Chaos Space Marines. That's a, fla- that's a flavor of Eldar, though, Jay, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's me just painting up some Chaos Royals and Pink Horrors. Like I said, just finishing off some little projects that I started ages ago just to, just to get my motivation back. Nice. Well, uh, I very almost finished my Enforcer. It does feel like I've been painting him forever. I've been quite busy uh, kind of in real life, so my painting projects seem to be dragging out a little bit at the moment, but I'm hoping they'll pick up speed um, quite soon. Um, but as he's coming to kind of a conclusion, I decided to pick up another model to start painting, um, and I decided to pick up a rather large model, to be fair, and that's the Storm Surge. So really enjoying painting that. I love painting battlesuits. I love all the plates and stuff. And yeah, I'm really like like space machines, aren't they? In that regard, that like painting them, it's quite enjoyable. I find. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 I um I did a tower army a long long time ago, and I haven't painted it for a while. But I always sometimes do get the urge to. Like you say, it's the armor panels and the the nice smooth highlights and stuff you can do on them. They're quite satisfying, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Did you enjoy so, doing your, your 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 suit then? Your your commander, the enforcer, whatever he's called. I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. Um, yeah, I, I'm really really enjoying it. Wasn't I, I still haven't gone back to my fire worries that started about the same time as him. I'm just not feeling that. <coughs> I'm just not feeling those as much as the the battle suit. So, absolutely, my tower army is probably going to be very very battle suit heavy. And there's no reason suit. why you can't do entirely suits as well. That's the good thing with the new tower book, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So uh, really enjoying that. Um, I have also um, been doing a little bit of other hobby. I've got uh, the new Inquisitor, that the the, the uh, store anniversary one that we picked up from Warhammer World as part of their anniversary. I built him, sprayed him. He's ready to be painted um, when I, I feel like, you know, taking a break from something and, and giving him a coat of paint. And also I have uh, built and sprayed some Orlocks. For Monday. I've not finished building them yet because um, I'm still a bit undecided on some loadouts, but there was some that I definitely wanted to build. So I thought I'd do those. And uh, I'm also picking up the new House of Iron book. Or not saying new, it's been out for ages. A House of Iron book on payday so I, I can really make my list and then I can finish building the, the gang. Um, again, could be good timing uh, with something that's going to be coming up in the news. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm very yeah. excited about the news today. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I think that is me. I'm very much looking forward to having a game of 40k tomorrow night at the club night against a certain Jay. Oh, yeah. This will um, be good. This will be the first time you use the Tau, Dave, the new Tau. First time I've used the Tau in, I can't remember the last time I used Tau, a very, very long time ago. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to, to giving them a go. Uh, we might as well go on to you next, Jay. Yeah, so well, let's go. Yeah, so I'll be using the Eldar tomorrow. This will be the first time with the new Eldar as well. So we're going to a 40k doubles event in June, I think it is. Uh, and um, me and Dave are going together. We're taking the Tau and the Eldar, the old what was it used to be called, the Taudar. Um, 
so we're just mucking about with the list tomorrow just to just to get a feel for how the new codexes um, play because I I think sort of the codexes get more complicated to play as the edition's gone on. I mean, I think back to like the first Space Marines and Necron codexes, they were quite simple mm-hmm. compared to like the Adeptus Custodes codex. Um, Andy, and then uh, the the uh, the Tau is is quite quite a lot of moving parts, as is the Eldar. So it'll be fun tomorrow to get to grips with it. Um, painting and building wise, I have just been building and painting Eldar. Um, so I've got a whole load of different Eldar units on my painting desk at the moment, um, including Illic Nightspear, who is the um, Ranger sort of special character for the Alatok Eldar, which is the craft world I'm painting my Eldar as. Um, so I'm trying to get him painted ready for the battle tomorrow, Dave. So at least my uh, commander's painted. Um, I've got a unit of guardians that um, are sort of midway through the production line. Um, I put one on Twitter, I think it was the other day. Um, the Elated Guardians, the really nice kits. I love the Guardian kits. And if, if I wasn't going the Elated Craft World, I'd probably get another squad of these guys because they're just such nice models. Uh, but I think I'll I'll take another squad of Rangers instead to stay on theme. Um, yeah, and that's really been it for me. Oh, I did, I did, um, I did purchase some Imperial Guard as well and built a few Lumen Russes. Just, uh, just a few a, Imperial uh, Guard you purchased. Yeah. Well, you get there actually is. It's, we did um, that thing the other week where it was the cheapest one thousand point army you can buy, and actually you get a lot of Imperial Guard for your money as well. I don't know if it's do, because yeah. they're old kits or you they're do. just in. Yeah. Yeah. So I found a cool bundle. I mean, and the Lumen Russes are they're like dinky little tanks now, but they've got a bit of a charm to them. I do like them. Oh, I love the Lehman Russes. I think they're such good tanks. Um, yeah, you, even for their age, they look brilliant. Yeah, they are nice. I was I was surprised you just out and bought a thousand points of Imperial Guard. Have you got, I, I guess they're on the back burner for a little bit, but have you any schemes you're thinking of for them? Yeah, well, I, I, initially, I've always liked the Urban Cajun. I can't think what the regiment, the kit, not the not the Cajun box art that you see. It's like the the, the version before that. I, I first saw them in um, the Storm of No Eye of Terror campaign book that came out in fourth edition was it all yeah, like edition. blue and gray digital camo yeah that's it with the red guns i've always liked that so initially i was going to do that but then um i had a look online for some painting videos for how you how you paint the the lehman russes because uh, I, I can't edge highlight all these lehman rust tanks i was going to dry brush them and use some washes and things on them and um i saw a really cool video for the armageddon steel legion um so i thought oh, i might do the armageddon steel legion then um, and maybe take some of the Deathcore heads and put them on the Cajun mm. bodies. Um, but we'll see. Like I say, this is just a project for later on in the year. I'm, I, I was contemplating taking them to the doubles with Dave, but I decided in the end that I, I'll take the Eldar instead. Um, so yeah, so that, that's been me. There was there was a there was a lot of toing and froing between me and Jay about what we were going to take. Uh, at one point, the, the, it was Tau, then it was Sisters. I, I keep getting this inkling to maybe go Eldar as well. Well, no, I think we're set now, aren't we? I think we are set. We've got a bit of time. We can have a play. We can see how the armies play together. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're recent codexes. So from a from a power point of view, I think we're not in a bad place. Uh, you no. know, we should be OK. Uh, that leaves us with one more member of the team. Uh, Matt, what have you been up to? Well, it's been about six weeks since I started painting the Bliss Barb Archers. And I'm pretty sure I have earned enough depravity points to summon the Keeper of Secrets while painting them. They are they are detailed models. Um, and uh, there's, been lots, there's been lots of kind of website stuff on it as well. But I managed to power through and get the flesh done on five of them. Hopefully get the other five done. 
after the show and then I'm onto the cloth and stuff then really and then they're almost done plan is I can get them done by the end of the week then I can do my um, slick blade seekers next week and then I can crack on with Glutus and Zigvald who want to give myself a month basically to do ready for the tournament I've got a week off in April as well so there'll be a lot of frantic painting then and maybe even a cheeky practice game in Warhammer World that we may have uh, booked so yeah looking forward to using them if I don't get them done in time, because I don't want to rush them for the event, I want to get them done well. There's a few armies I can fall back on. You know, I can always bust out the uh, the ever chosen, but I would like to get the uh, the Slanesh army done, ready for that event. So, yeah, I've been I've been doing that. I've also built the Cunning Crew, the mm. um, the Warhammer Underworlds warband, and they're really nice models as well. I haven't built my Crawl Boys yet, and they're really really characterful models. I uh, I really do quite like them. I, I kind of regret not picking up the Shaman from uh, Warhammer World. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. The one with the pot grot's better. And do you need two Shamans? Probably not. But they are cool models. So, yeah, that is what I have been working on and getting excited about Kill Team and deciding what Kill Team to take for the Kill Team tournament I'm going to as well. Probably the Death Corps of Krieg because I can bring every variation of uh, of, of Kill Team operative but um, I do like me some chaos as well, so they make them along. And we might talk about them a little bit later in the show. Excellent. That may, that marks the end of this first part of the podcast. We're going to take a slight pause and come back with all of this week's news. So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? Well, I think Jay will be rather excited about this week's pre-orders because we've got like all of the Eldar, basically. <laughs> so uh, first of all, we've got the brand new Avatar of Kane clocking in at £60, which is uh, cheaper than I thought it'd be. Yeah, like, that's a lot cheaper than I thought it would be, yeah. Uh, yeah, this thing looks amazing. I can't wait to see one in the flesh. Um, the, the hard thing would be, I, I want to paint one of these just for a display piece, but the hard thing would be, what head and what weapon to give it because they're all really really cool aren't they the, the sword and, and and regular head would be the one i go to however i do quite like the look of the spear so whether i'd go for a spear and the regular head they all are very good though like you say it's tricky yeah so so that's really cool alongside this we've got the new shining spears as well i know you've got your eye on these guys as well haven't you they are 37 pound 50 which i don't think is bad for an elite jet yeah. bike unit they're on the um, on the bigger base as well, aren't they? The um, I think the 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 same as the Harlequin um, weavers and things like that. The mm. bigger bases, so so yeah, so fun. And then we've got a load of stuff that was in the in the in the previous battle box. So the Autark at twenty four pounds, a little bit on the pricey side, but I, I don't know how much the current Autark is. Uh, obviously, that's completely compatible with the old one, and they've updated the War Scroll as well. Uh, we talked about it on the show last week. Now. Whatever combination of stuff you give the auto, you can represent in the rules, which is pretty cool. The ranges are also up for pre-order at £35. I know uh, that might be another unit you add to your old heart list as well, as are the Shroud Runners, who are the kind of stealthy bike guys. Yeah, they're uh, really... I love the Shroud Runners. I mean, the ranges and the Shroud Runners are fantastic uh, models. They're really, really good upgrade to the old metal um, ranges. And, of course, the Shroud Runners are brand new. Yeah, so the Shroud Runner is a little bit more expensive than the Shining Spears at £40, but I think they're a slightly bigger model with two guys riding on them. So, again, I think that's a pretty good price for them. Uh, what is an amazing price, though, is the new Combat Patrol Eldari. 
So ninety pounds, new rate for all the uh, the combat patrols. But you get a box of the brand new Eldar Guardians. You get a Warlock in there. You get a Wraith Lord, and you get six jet bikes. That looks like a really really good set. And if I was ever to do a Eldar army again, I'd absolutely get this box. I think that's a great way of starting an army. Yeah, I think if you had a box of Dark Reapers and Morgan Ra, that pretty much rounds out a thousand points. Does it? That's almost as if you've done the maths already on this one, Andy. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, maybe. Uh, not enough spikes <laughs> for me, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I really like that. I think it's one of the better boxes I've done. I haven't actually crunched the numbers and how, what the value of that is. That's, that's, that's a, a, a poor result for me. I should do that. Maybe we'll do a post on uh, the value of combat patrols on the website. But, yeah, certainly looks like a good one. What's also up for pre-order uh, on the weekend is Tempest of War, which is a new mission pack in card form. So if you remember back in the day, there was various um, card packs for 40k where you could quickly generate some missions. And it looks like this is um, similar for doing both incursion and strike force missions, randomising a mission. I think this is the kind of thing that we'd probably use in our games to just randomly generate up a mission. Yeah, I mean, the, the cool thing I noticed about this one is it specifically says like open play, narrative play and match play, doesn't it? Whereas previously, the, the open war cards were, were just for open war. But... Yeah, it's um, it looks cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on this and having a proper look. These are £19, which I don't think is too bad. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they're like. Also. As part of this uh, release window, we are seeing the second wave rotation for Warhammer 40,000. And there is a lot of stuff being rotated out. Stuff like Armour Through the Ages, which is a classic set that I think has been in the range since the 80s. Uh, that's like the, the Mark 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 Power Armour uh, resin. I think it's in now set. Uh, the old servitors are gone. Librarian and Terminator Rama's going. All sorts of stuff. So um, that includes some Forge World stuff that's getting uh, phased out as well, such as the Damocles Command Vehicle. So if you do want any bits, I'd check it out because um, we don't know when they're back. They did say they'll rotate them. And in Middle Earth, they often come in and out and phase around. But, um, yeah, if you do particularly want any Space Marines soonish, then uh, now is your time to buy them. The question I've got is, hmm, that's interesting. A load of old Space Marine kits are getting rotated out of the range. What's being rotated into the range in their place? Hmm. We shall see. So, yeah, so that's um, that's pretty interesting. What's exciting to me, and I'm sure you guys, is Adepticon. 2022 is here this week the 23rd to the 27th uh yeah this is the biggest u.s kind of event that happens and they tend to do the biggest previews in the past we've seen new editions and stuff shown off here so this is really really exciting to me now the games that they're showing off at adepticon preview which is at 2 a.m this coming thursday um, so, yeah, bright and early in the UK, if you want to watch that one live, streamed on Warcom, as per usual. Uh, we've got Warhammer 40,000 featured. We've got Necromunda, Harrowdeep, Blood Bowl, Age of Sigmar, and the interestingly titled with a new logo, Warhammer, the Horus Heresy. I wonder what that could Ooh. be. <laughs> 
Now we've said this the last two preview shows. Like, oh, yeah. it's and last time it was it was um, a cool model, but um, not not the big box. And before that, it was the two um, Black Library models. Surely, surely this time, considering they've got the new logo in this preview as well, it's got to be the new Heresy box, hasn't it? Oh, uh, so I hope so. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's some logic in the top three this week because at this show we will see all the stuff getting released in the next three months. And traditionally, big box games come out in June in the summer. So the stars have aligned, and it means that, yeah, yeah, we're going to see all the stuff that's out in the next three months. So that'll be Codex's Battle Tomes. Quick round the table now, what do we think realistically we're going to see? I think we'll see, on the 40k side, we'll see the um, Tyranid Codex, maybe something for that, Chaos Knights. And based on the preview we've seen on Warhammer Community today, maybe some Imperial Knights as well. That's right. We'll quickly segue into that. So there was a, a little preview video that implies the Knights are massing to face a chaotic enemy. And I do wonder, obviously we've seen glimpses of a new Chaos Knight and a lot of the releases, certainly this year, I think every release this year has involved new stuff in a battle box first and then quite soon after a general release now in the past we've seen two um, imperial renegade boxes where there's you basically got two knight kits in there with, with the intent of building one as a chaos knight and one as an imperial knight but it was just a standard knight kit so it was a really nice way of starting a knight army quickly i wonder if we'll see a battle box with maybe again one of the older imperial knight kits versus a new variant chaos knight in a battle box for i don't know 150 pounds or something and then later release them separately at 100 pounds each that's just complete guesswork but based on the way they've released stuff this year that wouldn't surprise me and then the following week they can then do imperial knights and chaos knights as a two for codex release yeah we know there's a new chaos knight coming because we saw the um we saw the preview at the same time we saw the um new tyranid model didn't we like the, the snippet of his sort of like exhaust and shoulder yeah so so that 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 interests me greatly because well i i think as andy said earlier in the show chaos knights is is what we're tag teaming for the doubles event me and andy are sticking to our chaos roots and taking evil big stompy robots um but you know i've got i've got some i've got some knights that have never been finished as well so if there's a big box where i can get an evil knight and a good knight that'd be really cool so yeah that seems like a no-brainer blood bowls mentioned um well i think we know what the next blood bowl team is it's the um the kislev team isn't it with the yeti oh Oh, yeah because that was um someone accidentally got sent a yeti didn't they by mistake so based on the i'm really interested i think that's what we'll get for blood punching book as well um, I mean, they tend to just do the Spike magazines and then Christmas uh, bring out the Spike Almanac, don't they, with all the stuff compiled. Harrow Deep, presumably, we're going to see the um, the kind of the, the, the weird undead. Mm. It's more like kind of um, Frankenstein's monster style, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get like a mad scientist in place of a necromancer and like a little Igor and then like a, a cobble together zombie and then maybe a big frankenstein's monster that'd be a really cool harrod uh, warband and something different to add to the grave lords as well because to be fair the grave lords are very traditional uh monster mash aren't they with you know with vampires and skeletons and zombies so frankenstein's monster themed 
warband would fit quite well with them, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that'd make a nice little interesting unit. So 40k, I think Jay covered perfectly. Age of Sigmar. We know that after the uh, the Daughters of Cain and the Night Haunt, there's two more books come in that they haven't revealed yet. We might, well, we probably will see what books they <coughs> are. Rumours are at the minute, uh, Skaven and Sylvaneth, I think, have been mentioned. Uh, you know, Seraphon, maybe. The Sylvaneth definitely need a bit of love in this this edition. I think they've uh, fallen by the wayside a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, you look at, again, this is all guesswork, but looking at the armies that have got um, updates in White Dwarfs and stuff, Sylvaneth and Skaven or two that haven't got it, so it kind of makes mm. sense for them to get a battle tome. Yeah, and I know, Dave, you're going to be super excited with uh, Skaven, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah, can't wait. Now, the big question is, are we getting any new models? I mean, again, every release we've had has been a battle box followed by um, some books. Um, as far as we know, the Daughters of Cain and the uh, Nighthaunt don't have any new kits outside of the battle box stuff, unless they, you know, surprise reveal them. So it could be a sign that there's a couple of kits for both those armies Kernothi would be a cool thing they could add to the Sylvaneth. Oh, that would be. I mean, at the moment, see, I'm not really um, feeling very hyped about any Age of Sigmar stuff. Uh, I'm actually uh, thinking about cracking open um, another box of Lumineth and painting up a new unit of Lumineth ready for the uh, tournament we're going to. Um, but if we saw some Kernothi, then I think I'd be um, very excited about Age of Sigmar again. Well, that's a nice way of doing a fresh Sylvaneth release, isn't it? They could release like three or four Kernothi kits and. You could build a pure Kenothi force, maybe, but then have them as part of the, the wider book. I, I, I don't think we'll see a massive army release, but you never know. You know, we no. had the Grave Lords come out in the summer as a big release. Skaven, uh, I don't know. Skaven, out of those two books, I don't know if only one of them got a massive, like, kit release. I don't know which one I'd, I'd put them under, the Skaven or the Sylvaneth. I'd like to say Sylvaneth with a big Kenothi range, but. Skaven no. probably needs some updated kits as well. No, yeah, but... I, I, I would say Skaven needed more than Sylvaneth. Have you seen how much fine casting what's the stuff that the Skaven have? Especially and if you want to play wacky... Clan Mulder and stuff. I, I imagine a lot of that would just go and they'll come up with some wacky new creative stuff. Skaven submarine, Skaven war machines, Skaven, I don't know, power armoured wearing death rats with lasers. <laughs> I mean, I think the Night Runner models are actually maybe older than I am. So <laughs> I'm kind of hoping they get an update. That's yeah. a little bit depressing. So, so yeah, we don't know. We found out Adepticon. One thing that we do know is getting shown off Adepticon, however, is Necromunda Ash Wastes. Now, I am super excited about this. This is the latest expansion for Necromunda, set in the desolate wastelands around the Spires. So where your normal games in Necromunda are in tight confines of twisting corridors and lots of uh, sneaking around in the desert, there ain't so much sneaking, but there's lots of driving around in fast vehicles and sniping each other. And they showed off the first, presumably the first warband that's going to be in this box, the Ash Waste Nomads. Now, we saw concepts of these a long time ago, and I think it's safe to say that the concepts changed quite a bit between then and model form, but I really like what they what they look like. This they kind of look like a 40k take on Tusken Raiders from Star Wars. You've got yeah, like water tanks and, and oxygen tanks. You've got a bit of a Vansar mask. Now, 
if you're a bit of a nerd and you've been reading all of the House of books, there's rumours that an enclave of Vansar stayed out in the deserts and then over the generations became the Ash Wasters. So you uh, see bits of that with little bits of armour. Obviously, they're, they're going to be traders and scavengers, so maybe they've just killed a Vansar and taken his rebreather. Um, I know this could be the warband that gets you into the game, Jay. Yeah, so, I mean, I was really drawn by the sort of artwork and also the sort of, like, all the mirage and misdirection and stuff they, they sort of hinted at. Um, and, um, yeah, I do really like, look at these. The, the model that they've previewed also looks really, really cool. Um, I'm really excited to see the um, the whole thing sort of revealed this week, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, certainly this would be, this would be, I, I, there's not really been any, apart from maybe the, um, Abetes or, or no, not what are they? The um, the the lawmen, the Palatine yeah. forces. Yeah, apart from them, really, um, I've not really been drawn to any um, Necromunda gangs. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping these guys are really really cool. Yeah. So now, obviously, this is set in the deserts. I imagine these have some kind of transport. Now, again, in the concept art, rather than vehicles, these guys used beasts of burden. And again, like with the Tuscan Raider themes, they have big yeah. animals that they ride to war. Again, that'd be a nice little project to put together because it's what. 10 guys plus some animals that they ride on nice little project presumably uh, I, i'm gonna put a guess out there and we'll see at the weekend but i think the other force in the box will be an existing warband i'd probably put money on all ox and then some generic vehicles that can be used with any gang yeah yeah fingers crossed i hope it's all ox yeah i mean it could it could be a brand new gang for the other one but i just think brand new gang Old gang, new vehicle, some scenery, and then the new rule book. Keeps the cost uh, a little bit down as well. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, most people will probably want to pick one up to get those vehicles at a discount rate as well. Mm. Because let's face it, we're all going to want vehicles for driving around the uh, the ash wastes, aren't we? Absolutely. I saw somebody converted a Ridge Runner for the Orlocks uh, on Facebook the other day. I meant to send you all the picture. It looks ace. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, well, oh, I've seen the uh, the Gene Steeler bikes, the Atlan Jackals as well, used as really good um, Necromunda bikers. So I think once we've got an idea of kind of what you can do, and if it is like Gorkamorka where you've got bikes and buggies and big like trucks and stuff, I think we'll see loads of crazy conversions. That'll be really ace. You know, well, you we... never know. They might theme vehicles around warbands as well. I, we don't know that kind of the scale of this release, do we? It'd be no. cool as well. I, I think I'm, I'm really interested as well to see the terrain we get with it, because obviously it's all in, industrial type, you know, corridors and gantries and things that we've had so far. What's the terrain going to be like cause, um, for this box if it's set more outside in open spaces? Um, well, Gorkamorka, and it's a similar kind of theme to Gorkamorka, isn't it? I'm expecting a desert, ruined vehicles, and maybe a few like rocky outcrops or something. I imagine it'll be quite scenery light, and you'll probably be using your vehicles as cover. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, we'll see. They've, they've said that we, we, we will see more at the uh, Adepticon preview. So very much excited for that. So I think it's safe to say the theme of next week's show is going to be about what we see at this event, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Dead giveaway that this is the stuff we're going to be talking about next week. Can't wait. So, yes, that is, that is all the news. Lots of exciting stuff coming. Almost too much stuff coming. It's like I'm like a kid in a candy shop. <laughs> That's right. We have we have got a lot on the horizon, but there have been some really cool recent releases, including that for Kill Team. So I think we're gonna take a slight pause and we're gonna come back with a look at Nakmund. We are back. 
So for the past couple of weeks, we have been talking about the two new battle tomes for Warhammer Age of Sigmar, that being the Eidneth Deepkin last week and the Fire Slayers the week before. But amongst all these releases, we also had a brand new box for Warhammer 40k, the Kill Team Nakmun box, which Matt and Jay are going to take us through now. I think we want to start with you, Matt. Yeah, so so this is an expansion for Kill Team rather than, than pure 40k. So obviously last year with Octarius, we saw the new edition of Kill Team, which is a completely different game to what it was and very much a different game to, to 40k. I think we, I mean, we talked about this at the time and when we did some live streams, but playing it, 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 it just feels like something completely different, doesn't it, Jay? It does, yeah. Um, like say, it's a with the tokens and the activation, alternate activations. Um, each model in your sort of kill team is a specialist. Um, the missions I thought were very, very cool. Um, and it, I think it, 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 you get a better experience if you use one of the new kill team. You know, the, the units that have been designed specifically for kill team, like a Death Corps Krieg, Death Corps Krieg, or the Orcs, and now obviously the Eldar Corsairs and the Chaos Space Marines as well. Yeah, I mean that was only the only real criticism they had to fit that the uh, the um, anthology kill teams were a bit yeah, flavourless, like I guess. Yeah, um, it's from from like a game design point of view, it feels a much more modern game than 40k. You know, obviously we've seen new editions of Age of Sigmar and 40k, but they're very much based on classic Warhammer. I go, you go d6s all that yes. kind of stuff where they've not been scared to 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 build a new system in in kill team and yeah with knackmond we've got the latest expansion to it so from a law point of view it is as it says on the tin set in the knackmond gauntlet which if you don't know is one of the few stable passages through the cicatrix maledictum the the great rift that is uh torn the galaxy asunder since uh Cadia went boom Hashtag spoilers. It's been like four or five years now, so I'm not going to spoil them anymore. <laughs> um, and yeah, this this has caused all sorts of uh, problems for the Imperium. Uh, chiefly that um, uh, there's a lot of systems stuck on the wrong side of the um, the rift, and chaos is rife on the wrong side of the rift. And the Tyranids are over there as well, and it's a pretty horrific place to live. The Blood Angels are getting by fine, aren't they? Balls on the wrong side of the uh, the river, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Dante's there. Um, what is he there? Oh, what's, he's got a title now, hasn't he? He's like Regent Imperium or something over that side of the... Court. He is, yeah. He's he, he's basically um, uh, Gulliman's proxy on the other side of the galaxy. So uh, yeah. hopefully we get a new model to represent him at some point. Oh, but yeah, so the, the Nackman Gauntlet is this, is, this, is this kind of one of a few stable paths through that. And because of this, it is a, a key strategic location, both for the forces of the Imperium and for Abaddon, the War Master, as well. Um, Vigilus, that we've seen in a few recent expansions and, and books and stuff, is a is a critical location. Because if you can hold that, really, you can control the neck of the Nackman Gauntlet and control the flow of troops in and It's like out. the old Eye of Terror, isn't it? That it is, like yeah. Passageway through the um, the Cajun, the Cajun Gate, wasn't it? That was what it's called. It is, and in in the recent Vigilus book, the Imperium managed to to survive. The nose was very bloodied, but there's still an Imperial presence in the in the Gauntlet. And I suspect that Abaddon is now throwing his full might into um, taking out whatever planets he can, so he's got free reign to travel through this. So 
Kill Team Nackman takes place in a specific location, the Coraplex, which is a region of the Nackman Gauntlet that the boundary between reality and the Great Rift overlaps which is not a great place to live. People have horrific nightmares. There's lots of mutation. It's it's a very dangerous place to live. And um, as such, policing that location isn't high on the list of the, the few plucky Imperial defenders who are just trying to hold on to any territory they can. So because it's not really overseen by the Imperium, it is rife for pirates. And you know what the coolest type of pirates are? Eldari pirates. <laughs> so, yeah, the Corsairs operate in great numbers in the uh, in the Coraplex. But obviously we mentioned it's a bit of a chaotic place as well. So we've got the forces of Abaddon there as well. And various chaos warbands are trying to find favour of the Warmaster. They can sense that another great crusade is coming, that one day soon Abaddon will mass his forces and head to terror from the gauntlet so and you know they want to be in that vanguard that goes with their war master why wouldn't you it's a glorious way to go um and yeah basically this is what this 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 expansion covers one of these chaos warbands fighting off against the the eldari pirates and like jay said earlier that's the kind of the key thing with these expansion books is taking two kits Updating them in the case of the Chaos Space Marines, giving them a new upgrade frame that gives them a load of new options so that you can build each model as an individual operative rather than being champion, eight generic guys, a flamer and a rocket launcher is what you'd get previously in the in the kind of uh, compendium books where now you've got Balefile Acolytes, so a psyker within that unit of Chaos Legionnaires. You've got the Shrive Talon, who is a horrific guy who flays people and really psychs them out. And then on the other side of the box, we've got the Eldari Corsairs. So obviously we spoke about these when we did the um, the Eldar review. But again, this is a, is a unique kill team with individual guys you can build for each and every member of that kill team, which makes making your lists more fun and makes playing the games more fun as well. You've got a lot of... A lot more variety and thinking to do when each member of your team's different. Well, that's it. You've got. Where I you've think got... if you played it, where. <clears throat> oh, go on. I was going to say, yeah, um, that's right. You've got like um, a leader in there with different war gear options. You've got some heavy weapon um, guys in there. There's two different kinds of psyker in there. You've got like a stealthy rogue, dual wielding dagger type character in there. So you've got a real mix. You, you, you know, just in that one unit, a lot of different options. Yeah, and so if you are new to the game, one thing this doesn't have is the core rule book. You don't have the tokens, you don't have the the, the, the measuring uh, gadgets that you get in there. If you've already got either the Kill Team starter set or Octarius, or you've picked up the rule book and the, and the tokens separately, this is a nice way of jumping in, having an entire Kill Team board, you get a load of set mechanical stuff in there. It's really, really easy to paint up. I, I painted up a load of stuff in like a night or two. Um, it's not going to win any Golden Demon Awards, but it's serviceable enough to play your games on, and a board to play it on. Um, yeah, I mean the scenery alone, it's worth it. You've that's that's living in your uh, gaming room now, isn't it, Dave? And you get quite a lot of it. Yeah, yes, I do have those uh, on um, with my scenery downstairs. I, you've just reminded me, actually, Matt. I've been meaning to put the Chalnaf 
um, board down next to the Nakamon one to see if they, 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 like, they go nicely together. So I believe, I think they're different designs and there's a different colour scheme on each side, but uh, ah. they may do. And that if it, two of them together is the same uh, area of space as an incursion game of 40k mm. as well. It's mm. almost as if that's a cunning plan, that game, which we've done with all these <laughs> boards being quite modular. So let's talk about the kill teams themselves. So we've got the Chaos Legionary kill team. This is the Chaos Space Marine side. It consists of six operatives. Now, obviously, you get ten in the box, so you can build a bit of variety there and and mix and match. And to be fair, the kit's quite customizable. You can probably build whatever options you want. Uh, you have a leader model, which is either a chosen or an aspiring champion. Uh, and then you have a choice of five legionaries from standard warriors, gunners, heavy gunners, icon bearers. And then you've got the four cool new kind of models, the anointed, the butcher, the balefire acolyte and the shrive talent. So let's have a quick look at what some of those guys do. So the anointed is essentially a new take on possessed. And what you can do once in a battle, you can decide that you are going to give up your legionary to the demon that's within him. Now, welcoming a demon into your body, as you can imagine, has some considerable side effects. <laughs> Chiefly, it stops you from being able to overwatch. You cannot pick up and you cannot shoot because apparently demons can't shoot. So, yeah, they're pretty big side effects. However, you do get some cool advantages. <laughs> Chiefly being that every time you would lose a wound on a 5+, plus, the wound is not lost. So you gain a 5+, plus wound shrug. Your demonic claws become ceaseless and get a lethal 5+. Plus, and um, it can do two fight actions per activation. Now, if you've played Kill Team, you'll know that being able to do the same action multiple times is very, very good. We've seen how good the custodians are at doing that. Yeah, especially with a smaller warband as well, like the Chaos War uh, Space Marines. Yeah, so this guy being able to fight twice with his fairly lethal demonic claws is, is really good. Now, the Butcher is your guy with the big two-handed axe. He's really nice. Uh, enemy operatives cannot provide support because he's got a big axe and he's kind of fending them off. And also playing into that same thing, they... When, when they're falling back, it, they find it more difficult because he's got a bit of reach to keep them at bay. So he's got quite a nice kind of role to go in and basically stop your, your opponent from getting all these advantages and being able to move. He can just block in and make a nice little kind of three inch bubble where people aren't going to be able to get through because they don't want to get chopped by his big axe. Shrive Talon is quite a cool one as well. He's an interesting one in that he's a bit of a defensive fighter. So normally when you, you attack, the attacker will go first. But he's actually got a special rule that says that he gets to uh, pick his strikes first in close combat. And every time he manages to kill one, um, every op enemy operative within square range of it minuses one from their action points. So considering a lot of warbands have only got two action points, that really limits your options if he goes in horrifically carves someone up and then the enemy warband can't do anything at all and then finally yeah. we've got the uh the balefire acolyte who is a psyker and he can do all core cool, cool stuff so really really like them and just those four units add so much more variety to a you know fairly generic warband and i'm hoping that every quarter we see something like this new added to an old kit uh not going to go through them all, but the Corsairs have got 10 like unique different guys as well. In their warband, they can have nine guys. Do you get 12 models in the box, Jay? Um, you get quite you, a few, don't you? You do get, I think it is 12, yeah, 12, yeah. 
so again you can build pretty much whatever which, which ones you think are cool and still have a, a spare few guys on the bench that you can use in a um i forget what they call a spec ops campaign which is the kill team version of um crusade where you can have different guys in your kind of like entourage and swap them in for different battles um and again there's some really really fun stuff so there's the star storm duelist which is the guy with two pistols one of which is a fusion pistol so yeah. think uh yeah that's going to sting yeah yeah a, a, a melter that on a critical does three mortal wounds ap2 you do not want to get shot by that with that thing because he's a duelist he can fire them both and he can also fire them in close combat as well so um I, I just picture, you know that scene in Indiana Jones where the guy's like swinging a sword around and he just shoots him. <laughs> it's like that. Obviously, in Kill in Kill Team, you kind of do this cool kind of swing by swing, don't you? Where you'll kind of do your strike and they'll choose to defend or make a strike. This guy just shoots him in the face with a fusion pistol. So, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Um, you've got the voice scarred Kernite Hunter who in the review I kept saying Kernoth Hunter because out of habit. <laughs> He's got a bird who can make um, uh, hidden, concealed operatives count as visible. Now, again, if you play Kill Team, you know how vital it is. It's a bit of a, a game of chicken, isn't it? Where you'll have most of your operatives concealed and then you'll kind of like pop a guy out and try and make a shot. This guy with the bird can basically go over peck at a target and make him shootable by the rest of your force so he's really cool you've got the uh the shade runner who's got a warps uh what's it called a warp jump generator that the warp spiders have and basically he can do a normal move and then blink across the battlefield striking somebody as he passes this is my favorite one i love this guy So, so yeah he's he's really really cool you've got a sniper in there loads of fun stuff and there's a healer it, you just got so much more for the warband. Well, kind of, kind of. You've only actually got the, the Wayseeker's a psyker in the traditional sense where he gets psychic powers. The Soul Weaver's more a healer. He can be used either to add an action point to a nearby okay. model or heal a nearby model. Okay. Uh, but it, 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 it isn't actually a psychic power. It's just an action he can do. So arguably it's, it's slightly better. So yeah, really, really fun. I... The, the downside to this is obviously every three months we're getting two new brand new kill teams i'm just greedy and want one of these for every faction in the game <laughs> and like with the previous books you get rules for all the scenery in the box as well so they've gone a bit of a different angle in this one where a lot of it has got narrative flavor so there's hatches and exhaust vents and big kind of like uh, chimney stacks and there's special actions you can do on each of those that do different things so for example the hatch you can spend an action point and go explore underground which kind of ends the that operative's turn but they gain one xp when they come out of it again so again in a long-going campaign you might decide well this guy is not going to you know contribute much to the fight i'll send him underground to get kind of scope out the tunnels and get some experience for that equally some of the vents you can activate and it'll basically become a big line of sight blocking column of, of smog so i quite like interactive stuff like that i think it's quite fun so yeah i quite like interactive stuff like that i think it's quite fun and uh gives you different things to fight over on the battlefield and then finally you get a full mission pack with nine new missions in as well again same format as all the other ones you get a bespoke map and a bit of a narrative kind of uh spiel on how the mission goes 
while they're designed to be used with the Eldari and the Chaos Space Marines, you are, you know, you can use any warband in these. So again, just adds to your um, your kind of book full of missions that you've got. So really, really nice uh, box. I would recommend picking it up for anyone who's either into the two factions because the models are usable in 40k, or for anyone who's picked up the Kill Team starter box. And wants to expand their forces. I know a lot of people have probably picked up each of the kill team boxes so far because if you do manage to get each of them as they come out, you've got quite a considerable collection of scenery and kill teams now. Like a gaming club together could over the course of the year pick up these four boxes and have eight kill teams and four different environments they can play over, which I think is a pretty good investment for maybe somebody new to the hobby as well. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, for me, I look at kill team. It- once you've got an army for 40k that's like done to let's say you want to go to 2000 point events once you've got that 2000 points event army done then realistically yeah you can invest so for me like in my personal situation i can invest that time into building and painting these individual kill teams and like you said looking at this box you know i'd be happy to paint up the eldar all the chaos the scenery and then over the course of like a, a a day or a weekend or whatever, play through those nine missions, and that would be quite good. Yeah, so you've got you and you've got the Spec Ops campaign that again we said this for the Chalnoth box. I would like there to be like a, a paperback core rulebook in there. Yeah. Um. That that's the only other than that the, the, they've been really really good boxes, and I I see the kind of logic because it'd probably bring the price point up, but surely a small format paperback rulebook they could get in there if only for trying to introduce someone else to the game you've got a spare rulebook you can give them um i know you've got the starter box now which i think you can probably get it for like 40 quid maybe from element and that comes with death core krieg and the orc commandos that's a really good buy um obviously the the selling point of these expansion boxes is the, is the scenery arguably the contents of the box would be about 100 pounds to buy alone anyway plus the two kill teams which are probably about 35 pounds each so from a value point of view, you do save a lot of money on condition that you want both of those kill teams, I guess, is the caveat, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and without a, without a spare rulebook in there, I think it's a harder sell to split with someone. Um, but yeah, if you're into kill team, I mean, I, I, I've been loving these releases and, um, you know, we've been lucky enough to get one for review. This would have been day one on my shopping list if it was buying it out my own money as well, just because I love scenery and I wanted the Chaos Beast Marines and, and the Eldar anyway. So, so yeah, so I've I've done a full write up where I go a deep dive into all the various uh, operatives that you can have, and I've done a full video where we go through the kits and I've shown off the painted models as well at the end to show you what they look like. So if you are interested in Kilty Natmund, make sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, again, thanks to Games Workshop for sending us a copy to review. You know what we've got next, guys? It's the ever-popular top three, and that's coming up next. So once Adepticon has unleashed its Pandora's box of reveals um, this week, we're going to be looking towards later on in the year and what we may potentially see or not see. So in this next segment, we're going to be taking a look at our top three Things we'd like to see released before the end of the year. This is across the whole of Games Workshop, so doesn't matter which range. 
Um, could be summer months, full expansions, brand new games, whatever. Um, quite an open one. There have been quite a few community uh, picks as well, which we will try and read out as many as we can in the final segment after this one. But first of all, we need to find out what we have chosen. And I'm going to start us off this week with my top three. My third choice should come as no surprise to you guys. I think this is one of my sort of most picked kind of top three item. Um, I would like to see before the end of the year, Codex Agents of the Imperium. Ooh. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it now, was coming. I do have some ammo. Now, normally it's just wishlisting, but I do <laughs> have some ammo this time around because... Uh, I think it was either last week or the week before we um, were talking about how the last chance to buy was on all the Octarius books, um, some of the older supplements, and they are currently home to the up-to-date rules for a lot of these agents of the Imperium, such as Rogue Traders, such as the Inquisition, etc. So once those books have gone, which I believe they now have, you can't really pick up those rules in in any kind of written form Um you know the current rules you'd have to get the app or whatever but even then you need the code to unlock that so they need to be in a publication somewhere uh and if they're not going to be in a supplement they need to be in their own book um and we're seeing lots of this agents of the imperium keyword now the the assassins i believe have got it um like i said inquisitors rogue traders acolytes stuff like that um so yeah i i want to see that book sooner rather than later it doesn't need any kits just needs to come out well you say that dave i've actually got something that would maybe make that more likely as well so we know that in june we'll get another of these kill team boxes and presumably in august september we'll get another one now with the corsairs that's a frame that builds an elite and a troops choice for the older what if there was a um a inquisitorial warband uh yeah. kill team and from that, you could build a generic kind of like troops choice, whatever counts as a troops choice for those guys, plus a more specialist elite Inquisitor warband with all the weird kind of stuff they've got. I, I could see that happening, to be fair. That would be pretty flipping epic. Um, so all my fingers and toes are crossed for that. My second choice, um, which actually I, I did this top three after the show last week and um it's probably going to happen before um, this kind of is, is set this top three, but I've written down new Orlocks and in brackets, vehicles and buildings. And this Ooh. is off the back of um, the new expansion, the Ash, Ash Waste. Uh, I'd like to see some new uh, weapon options, some new specialist uh, models for the Orlocks. Um, and I would like to see some unique buildings, unique vehicles for them. Um, I mean, obviously, like you said earlier on, Matt, it'd be nice to convert up, but it would be nice to have some actual faction vehicles and stuff for um, for your uh, for your gangs. So well, uh, again, t- two for two. Normally, I'm the one shooting down your hopes, but um, <laughs> if we think about next one releases again, like Kill Team, they are quarterly. So presumably yeah. by June, we'll see the Ash Wastes box with, I imagine, some generic vehicles. But then it would not surprise me if they then put out. In in the next quarter, a wave of faction-specific vehicles, even if it's upgrade parts from Forge World or something, just so you've got distinct silhouettes for all the vehicles for the gangs. Because I think that's yeah. important as well, rather than everyone driving around with the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Matt, you know what, Matt, you've just said uh, two for two. 
you're going to make it free for free because my <laughs> top choice, my absolute top choice is Skaven. So I want to see a new battle tome and I would like to see at least one new kit, but I think they deserve more than one kit. But, you know, if it's one kit, then fine, it's one kit. Um, but I really want to see the latest Skaven battle tome. I want to see them brought up to the standards of this new edition of the game. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what this book's going to be like. I hope it's so much fun. See, I'd, I'd give you three out of three, but I don't think we're going to see Skaven in the second half of the year. I think you... we're going to see Skaven within the next three months if they're showing them off at Adepticon this week. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, that is that is my top three. Matt, what is yours? Well, number three, I'll just get it out because it was going to be on the list, and you all know it's going to be there. Squats, codex squats, <laughs> loads of squats. I'll be happy if they start with a squat kill team in, I don't know, the next box, and then follow up with a squat launch box, and then a full squat release. And I'm going to say squats as many times within this section, because <laughs> I love squats. <laughs> I, could see, um, I could see squats coming as a, um, similar to how the Corsairs have come in an Eldar Codex, the squats coming in an Astra, Astra Militarum Codex is like um, sanctioned uh, mutants, like the oh. Ogrins, the Ratlins. Technically, technically they're an alien race, not mutants though, aren't they? Well, technically they are, but this was a long time ago. This is a long time ago, yeah. And that, that again, the same kind of logic that was just said, have a generic troops choice and an elite one with all funky weapons. That might be a nice way of doing squats. I'd rather have a full army of them, yes. but I'll take a, a, a unit of, of um, squats. Have so, you yeah. had any um, thoughts, Matt? Because I was highly doubt, I mean, I could be wrong, that if they do, if they do, come out for for ninth edition they're not going to be called squats are they what have you thought about what they could be called why wouldn't they be called squats well the, 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 the doomerang was the the revised name for them that sounds more more likely Dumer- I, I forget how you pronounce it there was there was a there was a, a a war sphere that was released for battlefleet gothic and the demurg or demurang oh, something like that demurg yeah. they 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 have been mentioned in the fluff a few times um now in Necromunda, the squats. So mm-hmm. you know the squats. The squats are still in the law, as far as I'm concerned. And they could, yeah, they could have the 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 high gothic version for squats could be something that we see maybe in the mm-hmm. same way that the Eldar are now the Eldari. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see. So that is my third choice in the second half of the year. My second choice, I would like to see the Beasts of Chaos. So um, Beast, Beastmen have had a bit of a, a massive update in White Dwarf where essentially an army-wide um, extra rend on everything. Um, but they need some new models, don't they? They need a bit of a, of a refresh, some new kits in there, maybe change the mechanics around a little bit. There's lots of cool stuff they could do with the Beasts of Chaos. I, I could see them being folded into a into a uh, chaos book chaos is kind of flip-flops between having separate books for everything and then a big box for everything when i first got into the hobby fifth edition i think it was there was a big um chaos box it was an army book and cards in a big box that covered like all flavors of chaos and i could see them folding them into slaves to darkness um personally i'd rather them be their own thing 
but you could do some cool stuff in there like have you know a unit of gauze to fill out like andy was saying with the random kind of battle line choices and stuff so yeah in whatever form i'd like to see some new beasts of chaos kits come in and then finally number one I wasn't going to say Horus Heresy, but again, I don't think Horus Heresy is going to be out in the second half of the year because I think it's going to be out by June. So I've been more specific than that. I would like to see Horus Heresy, Mark One, Rhinos and Predators in plastic. Ooh, very popular. You know, they, they, they've got they've got dual system usage. People are using them for their 40k armies, and people love some retro. So reimagine plastic Mark One rhinos, reimagine plastic Mark One predators with the rounded turrets. They'd fly off the shelves. Yeah, yeah that I think cool. that's, that's a really good shout, especially with the sisters having their rhino as well. Yeah, exactly, and it is, it is based on Mark One. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if we see again. It's from Forge World, so they tend to do their quarter the quarterly releases and have a book supported by some plastic kits. So I mean, I might be encroaching on Jay's top three here, but a lot of the current resin heresy kits, it wouldn't surprise me if the plan is over the next few years, convert them to plastic through the new Horus Heresy edition. I'd love to see plastic assault marines. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I could see them doing. Plastic assault marines, plastic devastators. Obviously the, the, the heresy devastators are a bit different in that the, all the guys of last cannons are all the guys of plasma. So you have a sprue with those options. Yeah, there's lots of cool stuff they could do. And I think we'll see it. And then once they've gone through them, we can start to see stuff like Mechanicum and the Solar Auxilia. But I think the focus, at least for the first couple of years, will surely be getting a lot of those resin kits into plastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Andy, what's your top three? Um, so my third choice is actually follows on quite well from Matt's. Um, so sticking with the Horus Heresy, I'd love to see a Horus Heresy hammer and bolter episode. Ooh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> I mean I mean let's face it, Horus Heresy, the, the best part of it is just the rich narrative of the, the whole story arc. But imagine the key moments or even those moments that you wish would be expanded upon brought into Warhammer TV. Now, don't oh, get me wrong. I don't know which scene I choose. Well, this is it. I mean, you could go from any of them, like seeing the first heretic, you know, actually seeing him transform into the, you know, the, the first heretic. You know, that'd be so cool. And then even seeing Primarchs, like not in the flesh, so to speak, but, you know, actually put onto a screen and, and seeing, you know, what they're like. And because obviously you can read a book all you want, but the 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 way they might be imagined and stuff might be different to your interpretation of them so it'd be cool to see a a hammer and bolter episode or even like a a series of episodes right you know horace heresy's got so much going on that you could you know that's so much that you could do over the next couple of years and i I, what better time to start a series of horace heresy hammer and bolt episodes and potentially after a new edition of the Horus Heresy. So that's my third choice. My second choice, funny enough, is very similar to what Matt said, and that's a, a new Beast of Chaos battle tome. Uh, so, yeah, so I wanted to do Beast of Chaos ever since I was about 12 years old when they were in a battle report with um, Dogs of War, which are like a mercenary army. And the, the Beast of Chaos army had... Um, 
you know, units of free minotaurs, a couple of units of warhounds. And this is back when Gore and Ungor were sort of like mixed together and were skirmish units rather than rank and file um, units. So I think looking at, you know, the White Dwarf update they've done and, you know, they've really made the Herdstone kind of the centre of the army. And while that's all well and good, you know, it is really good for the army. I want a new battle tone with a lot of new war scrolls. And again, talking about like Skaven previously in the episode, they're one of those armies that I feel could do with a lot of new kits, like a Tuscore chariot kit. You know, that would be perfect. You could throw in a character on there. You could throw in, um, you know, best of gore now, or you could just have normal gore. You know, you could, you could make it a multi-part kit and stuff like that. So I think having a new beast of chaos, battle tone with you know expansions and stuff like that that would be super super cool and then my first choice also follows on from you know the horus heresy which has got loads of chaos space well heretic astartes in and then you got the beast of chaos with you know we're all chaos so my, my number one choice works out quite well with that and that is the chaos space marine codex with new units and potentially even Empress Children and World Eaters. Oh, you threw them all in the same I'm book. I'm throwing them all in there, yeah. I mean, let's face it, World Eaters would be amazing. New Corn Berserkers, new Corn Terminators, you know, some even, even like um, Corpse Grinder looking cultists would be super cool. Um, and Empress Children, let's face it, new Noise Marines would be amazing. A new Lucius Eternal model. You know, maybe I'm hoping I get this right now. Fulgrim was he the Emperor's Children Primarch? Fulgrim was indeed the Emperor's Children Primarch. <laughs> Got it right, nailed it. You know, seeing him like reimagined into this big serpent creature with multiple arms and stuff like that would be super cool in in 40k. But for me, my number one choice has to be this new Chaos Space Marine Codex. You know, they they said last year big things were coming for heretic astartes this year and so far we've not we've had a couple of things thrown in but no big big release and if the new chosen or anything to go by the new warp smith is anything to go by and even the new kill team um legionnaires if they do that sort of level but they you know fully expand it you know new chaos bikers new possessed you know, new um, cultists, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, my my wallet is really going to suffer. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's about time we got a new Chaos Space Marine Codex. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's this half of the year, but uh, yeah, it could be second half of the year. So, um, yeah, my number one choice definitely has to be all flavors of Chaos Space Reads. Uh, we'll see we'll see soon enough um jay i think that just leaves you with uh with your top three there's no chaos on my top three there's been too much chaos in this top three (laughs) too much chaos i'm going for a gray knight's code it's one two no so the first um uh thing on my list uh number three it's a 40k codex and it's a codex space marines um so we've seen a couple of Space Marine models been released the first half of this year. We've had the Captain Gravis armor. We've had the new Ancient. There's a um, 
company champion is it or chapter champion model that we've seen but has not yet been released is that the anniversary model this year or something like that yeah something i don't like, think yeah. he's got rules i think he's just for for for, for looks not yet not yet um so um and there are still some gaps on the Chaos, uh, codex space marine um lineup so there is no yet no um proper assault marine sort of equivalent we've got assault intercessors but they don't wear any jump packs um terminators you know they haven't had we've got the gravis armor but you know the iconic terminator armor maybe needs a bit of a refresh or or a mm. primaris equivalent um so uh, yeah i i'm hoping we see a, a refresh of codex Switching. the other thing as well on the space marine side is um we've had dark angels blood angels space wars uh, there were a lot of supplements that came out in um, 8th edition, Ultramarines, Imperial Fist, White Scars, which mm-hmm. have not yet been revisited for 9th. And specifically on the Ultramarines side, we've got the Primarch of the Ultramarines, Gilliman, is in that 8th edition supplement. So he, he doesn't have rules in the 9th edition Codex Space Marines. And I, I think he's in um, need of a bit of a, a revamp as well to, to you know refresh him for 9th too. So whether we see, um, rather than a, a fully-fledged, codex space marine for uh, mark two we, we instead see some of these supplements come out instead um so, so that's my number three uh, my number uh, two choice is a sort of it's a mixed one really um so i'd like to see um more lumineth and also the shadow elves and i have a feeling we might see them in a battle box together um towards the end of the year maybe hopefully um, I, I, that's what i'd like to see anyway so uh, malarian and Tyrion. Uh, and that the forces aligned with those two gods pitted against each other. More Lumineth? Don't you think you've had enough Lumineth? No, not at all, Dave. <laughs> you, you can never have enough Lumineth. Um, so obviously in the existing, in the in the second Lumineth battle tome, they mentioned things like chariots um, and all of the more sort of um, Tyrion-aligned units, Tyrion himself. We've, we we had that glimpse on the um, the battle standard bearer with the the two sort of iconic, well, the sort of representations of the of the Selenar, which is Teclis's sort of companion, and then something else, which we we assume is is Tyrion's companion. Um, so yeah, it'd be really really cool to to start. Even if we don't see them, maybe we might start seeing some reveals of them or some teases of them in the second half of the year. Um, and that goes leads me on to my my last my, my number my top choice, um, which I'm hopeful for this. I'm hopeful. Um, and it's Battlefleet Gothic, so a new specialist Gothic. game. Yeah. So, I mean, it surprised me with Adeptus Titanicus that we saw that sort of um, the the Warhound variant, the heavy Warhound. Mm. I thought we'd seen everything now for Adeptus Titanicus, and uh, and I would like to have seen them. You know, uh, surely it's got to be Battlefleet Gothic is the next sort of big thing they revisit. Um, I don't know. It would be nice. It would be nice. I think there's definitely a market for it and people would like it. There's there's not really an equivalent game you can play in the 40k setting. Um so so who knows. Uh the only thing that makes me doubt that a little bit is I imagine they're pouring a lot of resources into the old world and whether yeah. they've got time to support Battlefleet Gothic alongside Titanicus and Aeronautica and Blood Bowl and Middle Earth. I don't know. Some absolutely awesome top three there top threes there, guys. Um, I think we need to hand over to the community, see what they've chosen, what they'd like to see for the rest of the year, uh, and we'll get those read out next. So uh, for the final time this week, we'll be right back. (laughs) 
it is time for the final segment of this week's show. It's time to read out the community top three picks. Over on Facebook, Nick Rapson chooses Space Marine 2 as his third choice. His second choice is whatever that is on the front of the Adeptus Mechanicus Codex. Yes, I would love <laughs> to see that as a model. Uh, and his top choice is the return of Lumen Russ. Maybe even a full 40k season devoted to the wolf time. Kyle Milne, he's poor. Even typing this is making my wallet cry in anguish. Doesn't it always? Um, his third choice is Disciples of Zeech to finally tempt me into Age of Sigmar. His second choice is a Vermintide 2 style video game set in the Cursed City. Surely a no brainer. At least an expansion pack. That'd be ace. That'd be really cool. And finally is his top choice, a 9th edition Corn Demon King Codex, complete with Angron, New Berserkers, and Wrathmonger style possessed. The original Demon King book was one of my favourite codexes, and I'd love to see it updated. I think, what, what do you think, Matt? Do you think we'd see separate God books, or just one with... So, so Demon King was something very specific of, 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 of Marines and Demons together. I, th- yeah. I think we'd, that'd be a separate thing to... to world eaters um but you know that there's lots of course they could do with that james mcclellan uh his third choice is chaos space marines with two wounds <laughs> his second choice is a demon based warhammer underworld squad and his top choice is a proper demons of chaos book for age of sigmar yes finally on facebook brian dennis his third choice is the blades of corn battle tome his second choice is the demons of chaos for 40k and age of sigmar and his top choice is Mordheim. Matt, what do we have over on Twitter? Well, over on Twitter, Anonymous Rex says, a new Chaos Cortis kit that lets you build an actual unit, uh, an Ossiarc Bone Reaper codex with more tech archers, and a remake of Epic or Battlefleet Gothic. Uh, Ruth Eames says, mounted death cores in plastic, um, wood elves based on the wild hunt models, that'd be cool, and add-ons for Curse City. Uh, Evan says a Black Legion tank, not just a Land Raider with an upgrade sprue. You know what? I'd like to see a Chaos Space Marine specific tank, something harkening back to like the Heresy or something. Um, a new edition of Horus Heresy and the same thing that Evan wishes for every year, Chaos Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Sherwin says the new undead warband for Harrow Deep is really intriguing. Would love to see a full army of weird undead science experiments led by mad necromancers. Yes, I'd be on board for that too. Wild West Wargaming says uh, an Astra Militarum Codex with their beloved Talon Desert Riders in it. Uh, an Empress Children Codex. I'm not sure if I want a single one or a detailed supplement in the new Chaos Codex. And talking about the Third Legion, how about Demon Fulgrim? Yes. Ooh. Mark Dewhurst says, that damn Horus Heresy box set, just to stop people whinging about it. <laughs> um, some squats, possibly for the kill team, to provide a taste. And Chaos Dwarves may be introduced as a Warcry warband. That's a good shout. Uh, Nevermore says, Curse City expansion with playable Chaos or Destruction heroes. Uh, kill team team two commanders see i don't i i didn't like in the previous kill team the fact that there was lots of modular add-ons with different elements to the game i prefer the way they're doing it now where it's just new kill teams without adding complexity of elites and characters and all that kind of stuff 
Yeah. Um, some unique Warcry warbands for other Grand Alliances, like the Canite Shadow Stalkers. Yeah, I think we do definitely need some like order, destruction, death. Uh, Warcry warbands, that'd be really cool. Darren Winter says plastic striking soft scorpions, plastic swooping hawks, and plastic Mark IV assault marines. Well, you never know, we might see them sooner than later. Uh, Jack says a Chaos Space Marine release that makes waiting for that second wound worth it. A Chaos Demons release for the minions of Bellacor, an Emperor's Children or World Eaters release in line with the Death Guard one. I'm sensing a theme here. Don't worry, Jack, it's a great theme. Uh, a Moon Ra says the Horus Heresy version 2 box set, an Exodite Codex, and a Vampire Blood Bowl team. That'd be cool. Ooh. And finally, Pete Planky Jabroni says, given the resurgence of seeing the old Warhammer Fantasy Battle Witch Fate Tour in AOS Battle Reports, I would love to see that and some of the other scenery pieces like the Townhouse, as they very much fit with the current aesthetic. Yeah, Absolutely. I love those scenery kits. Even if they did a made to order or something, I want them back now. Yeah, yeah. I second that. I'd love to see, I'd love to get hold of that townhouse. That'd be absolutely ace uh, again. Uh, yeah, some absolutely brilliant choices for, for, for this week's top three. Uh, Matt, I've got a feeling I know what you're going to say uh, for this one, but what's next week's top three? Well, you, you can probably guess. It will be, we've got Adepticon coming Thursday morning, bright and early at 2 a.m. So this week we want to know your top three reveals from Adepticon. Excellent. You can get your choices in early via our social media channels. We will be putting a tweet and a Facebook message out shortly before recording next week, normally on the Sunday or Monday. So you can post a reply on there and let us know what you've picked out from those reveals. I've got a feeling next week's going to be a really fun episode. I think we're going to see some really cool stuff. Hope we're not picking it up too much. But I've got a feeling it's going to be a good one. Is, uh, uh, is, is anyone sleeping Thursday? Are we just going to stay <laughs> up all night and watch the review? I'm trying to remember what I did last year. What was the releases last year at Adepticon? Um, it would have been maybe a first glimpse. Oh, no, it was, was it cancelled? Was it cancelled last year due to COVID? I remember yeah, I waking Was it the year before then? I remember waking up really early in the morning and checking my phone, but I can't remember what it was. It must have been, or maybe it was the LVO, Las Vegas Open maybe. I have in the past set my alarms for like five or six for some of these American shows, um, but 2 a.m. is just slightly too early for me this uh, this time, unless my son has uh, something else to say about that. But I don't think I'll be watching it live, but I, it will be the first thing I look for when I wake up. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. We'll be back again next week with more hobby goodness. Until then, have a great week of hobby, and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Spruce and Brews podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruceandbrews.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at spruceandbrews or head over to facebook.com forward slash spruceandbrews. Mm-hmm.